everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. And internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Hashtag No Filter. Very excited you're here. Uh, I apologize if you hear banging uh, uh, through my ceiling. Apparently, everyone around me in my apartment, like literally both sides of me and above me, are either moving out or redecorating or knocking down like their entire kitchen. I don't know, but it's just been constant construction. So I do apologize and I hopefully will be able to edit the noise out. But anyway, here we are. Thank you for coming back and listening. I hope you enjoyed this past episode with my dad. Um, I've been hearing some great feedback, so maybe I'll have him on again because he is very insightful, I will say. So today's episode is actually a solo episode with me, yours truly. Uh, I have guests coming up, uh, but in full transparency, the guests that I was going to have on for this coming episode, which you're listening to right now, we had a reschedule. So rather than like scramble to find another guest, I was at, I was like, actually, like I just recently started the podcast back up. Maybe a solo episode would be good. So you get to hear me talk for the next 25, 30 minutes. Get excited. I hope either you're listening to this um, later in the day and you could have like a glass of wine with you if that's your, I mean, that's what I'm doing. So here's my wine. Uh, or if it's early in the day, you have your coffee, you're driving or walking or scooting or something to work or somewhere. And, um, let's just hang. No, I wanted to, I figured this would be a good opportunity to update you, to give you some updates and things going on in my life. And then there's, I've noticed recently that there are like certain themes that I, that I keep, uh, that keep coming up with like different friends of mine, not even friends who are necessarily connected, just like different friends of mine in different cities and whatever. Um, and I'm like, well, that actually would be interesting to talk about, to like talk about the themes that I keep kind of, uh, uh, being in discussion with various people and you know some have asked me for feedback and my opinion and my advice whatever so I was like that could be fun to chat about so I'm very excited for this little solo episode and we will have guests on coming up very very soon as in next week and the weeks thereafter so what's going on in my life so actually I do have some updates um which I will share with you now so first and foremost um for those who know, you know, about my career and my job and, and what I've been doing work-wise, uh, and some of you might already know this, but after two incredible, life-changing, amazing years 
with Locks Club, my last day uh, was actually this. Well, I don't know when you're exactly listening to this, but it, my last day was recently. Um, and it, we're in October now. So it was like, you know, mid-October. And it is so bittersweet. It's so bittersweet. Um, you know, it was it was two of the most incredible years of my life. Um, it was so much more than a job to me. It was so much more than a paycheck to me. You know, it, people at that company, you know, colleagues became friends who then became family. They still are friends and family now. Um, and it was an experience that I don't think will be able to be replicated in my lifetime for me. It was a one-of-a-kind opportunity. It was – it's hard to put into words. Um, I know those of you who follow me on Instagram and, you know, would see the photos I'd post or the stories I'd post, like, you know, and you DM me about it. It, it didn't It didn't seem like a job. I know. It was a job. Trust me. It was a lot of work, hard work. Uh but it was really a one-of-a-kind experience that I will forever be grateful for. And um, I'm just, you know, it's, 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 I'm, I'm excited for this next chapter for, for myself. And at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm sad that that chapter is ending, at least for now. You know, never say never, right? Never say, you know, forever. You, you never know. Um, very well could be, you know, back there. But uh but for now, um, yeah, that chapter is closed and it's crazy. It's crazy because it's been such a big part of my life for two years. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of on the career front. So what I'm going to be doing now, so for those who don't know, before I was with Locks and before I was with the talent agency that I worked with before Locks and a little bit during Locks, before that, I actually had my own business and I had clients of my own and I, I did freelance and I, you know, I had a business of my own. So right now I am working on building that back up because, of course, I put that aside when I, you know, had these other other opportunities. Um, but that's what I'm focused on right now, building that back up, getting, um, you know, getting some clients in and the services that I offer with this business, you know, for anything from event coordination and production to uh, content creation to talent and influencer management, to social media strategy. And there are a couple other things. I'm not going to bore you with all that information right now, but it's all on my website, julielauren.com and uh, and my LinkedIn, of course. And so that's what I'm going to be doing now. So I'm excited about it because I'm really, I'm passionate about it. And I loved working with clients on, you know, various projects and uh, for various individuals and brands and companies. So I'm very excited. Uh, but it's definitely, you know, like a transitional time for me because I'm leaving something that was such a huge part of me. Um, and, uh, you know, and again, I'm still best friends with everyone. And it's, you know, it's like, yeah, barely anything's changed, except I don't work there anymore. But <laughs> uh, so that's what's going on. Uh, in, on the work front. So definitely some big changes in my life with that, uh, but I feel good about them and I'm excited. So there's that. And then in terms of, um, we're not going to get into my personal life right now, <laughs> maybe next solo episode, um, or if you're lucky enough to be on my close friends on Instagram, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding about that. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to, uh, you know, get much into my personal life right now, but I will say, you know, things are good. I feel good. There was a period of time like, I don't know, maybe, um, where are we now? We're in October. It was probably six months ago, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm not great with time, I guess. Um, I wasn't in a great place, like just mentally and emotionally. I just, I think, you know, there was a lot going on in my life and I, 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 I don't know. I just, I wasn't in like the best headspace and I really took some time for me and, you know, focused on me. It was a little selfish, like really just like paid attention to me and, um, you know, I, I 
worked on myself and and things of that nature. And so, um, and then, you know, after I got over that hump of, you know, working on myself and working through things that I wanted to work on and whatever, I really like, I felt, I felt great. And I feel really it, for a long time now, I felt, you know, I felt great. And I, it's just like, it's so important to notice that. And, you know, as I've gotten older, guys, I'm turning 37 in January. I'm literally, I'm basically 40. I'm basically 40. Uh, but anyway, I, um, you know, so as I've gotten older, like I've become more self-aware and, you know, to be able to recognize like I'm kind of in a, like a slump right now or like a lull or like a blah moment or whatever you want to call it. And to be able to take care of yourself and do the things that you need to do to get you out of that place. It's so important to a be able to recognize it and B then do the work. And it's not like easy necessarily. And, um, we all go through it and, uh, yeah. So there, and there was no like specific reason, you know, it was just like, you know, that phase of life for me for a few months, I was a little like, meh. And, uh, the people I talk to every day kind of notice cause I'm like one of those people where I have friends of mine who like to chat through everything. They want to get on the phone or they want to voice to me or whatever about everything. Like even if they're not in a great mood that day, I am the opposite. I don't want to talk on the phone. I don't want to voice note you. I'm just going to coast and get through it and figure it out, you know? So it was the people who, you know, were, you know, who I talked to uh, often, frequently, they, uh, you know, they definitely were aware, but I was just like, look, I'm kind of just like blah right now. I'm not really in the mood to go out much. I just, I don't know, you know, it's just that, that season. So, but yeah, things are great now. And, um, you know, I'm excited for this next chapter with work. Things are great, you know, in my personal life, whatever. It's all, it's all, it's all good right now. You know, knock on wood. It's, you know, life is full of ups and downs and you learn to, you know, coast through the downs and really appreciate the ups and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's all a perspective, baby perspective. Okay. So enough about me because it's wow. Uh, nine minutes of that. So if you're still here, hi. So, but the few topics that keep coming up with my friends. So if you remember hashtag no filter originally or not originally, but it's, it's often been about definitely entrepreneurship and business and, and life and all of that. But also like the, the, one of the key kind of topics and, and things that were discussed or have been discussed on this podcast surround relationships and dating and all of that. And so I don't know, I love talking about that stuff. I I could talk about all day. Uh, but there's been like themes in my world with friends of mine, um, in different stages of life and different cities and, and all of it that keep coming up. So I'm like, well, this would be interesting to chat about because then I hope I could like bring on like a bigger conversation. So one of the themes that I feel like I've been having, like a conversation I've been having with so many friends recently is about when it comes to dating and you're dating, you know, you're, you're, you've gone on a date, let's say with, with one guy, you know, uh, uh, I don't, I, however, a handful of times. And then, you know, for example, I'll, I'll give this example, obviously not using any names, um, but I, there's someone, a friend in my life who, you know, has been on a date with a guy, you know, several times and, or I'm sorry, been on dates with a guy several times. So been kind of quote, seeing this guy, not exclusively, they haven't had any conversations like that. There's another friend in my life, a mutual, you know, a mutual friend who mentioned setting her up with someone. Um, and the friend who's going on the going on these dates with this other guy is like, I don't know if, you know, like, I don't know if I should do that. Like, I've been seeing so-and-so. Like, I don't know if I should do that. So we were at lunch the other day and I'm sitting there and I'm like, hold on. Have you, have you guys had a conversation 
about being exclusive? Is he sleeping with anyone else? Is he, um, are you sleeping? Like, has, is this something, is it understood that you guys aren't seeing other people? Like, you know, obviously they're both into each other and all that. And I've seen the text messages, like they're into each other, but I feel, I guess it can depend on the situation and how old you are and what you're looking for. But I do feel unless it's clear that like you guys, that like the two people are exclusively seeing each other or hooking up, sleeping together, whatever you want to call it, you can go on other dates. And I actually think it's important to have a, I hate when people say roster, but I don't really know how uh, other way to put it, but to have, you know, other guys that you're entertaining or girls or whoever, uh, while you're getting to know this person, a caveat here is if it's been spoken about, I know firsthand that, you know, a situation where the guy was like, I don't have the desire nor the energy nor the, like, I'm old enough to not like want to like if I'm focused on someone I want and I want to get to know that someone, I'm not going on dates with anyone else. If that's spoken about and understood and you're on the same page, great. Don't see anyone else. Great. You don't have to be in a relationship. You don't have to put a label on it, but like, great. But if it's not spoken about and you have a feeling that they're probably seeing other people, you, you have every right to see other people if you're not in a relationship. That's not cheating. That's not anything. Like you, you can date as much as you want. In fact, you probably should until you're in an exclusive situation. Now, I'm also a huge, I'm a firm believer, a big believer in first figuring out what you want and then verbalizing that. Others might disagree with me because like it can turn people off and it's too forward, whatever. I just, and maybe it's because I'm 36 and whatever, but I would rather not waste my time. So like if, if I were in that situation that my friend's in, I would actually say to the guy, I don't know exactly how I would say it. I have to like figure it out, but I, you know, I would, it would come up hopefully somewhat naturally. And then I would just kind of go in for the kill, but basically say like, here's what I want here. Like if I'm clear on what I want, I would say, here's what I want. Here's what I'm looking for. I'm not sure where your head is at, but like, you know, there was an opportunity. There is an opportunity for me to go out with someone else. And I would just literally have the conversation because if you guys actually going back to locks club, if you're on locks club or, you know, your email address is in their database, before I left the company, I started up with another girl at the company, shout out Morgan, uh, the Locks Club newsletter, the member newsletter. And it was so fun working on it. Anyway, we only had a couple um, installments, um, you know, before before my last day. But I think it was this most recent uh, um, episode, this most recent edition that we both like gave advice because she's Gen Z and millennial. So like we gave advice from like a 25, I think, is she 25? I know she's Gen Z. I don't know if she's 25 or yeah, I think she's 25 and I'm 36. And so anyway, so my like kind of dating advice this past time was like, stop. Fo no, I take that back. It was my advice in the first edition. But the first edition, my advice was stop focusing so much on what what they want and what they feel and how they feel and whatever. Worry about what you feel. Worry about what you want. Think about, okay, what do you want? Are you are you actually into this person? Or are you more into the idea of this person? Are you actually into this person or do you just like want a relationship? Like think about what you want and then make it clear, not right away, like don't be crazy, but make it clear what you want. And if they can meet you there, great. And if they can't, next, you know, don't sacrifice what you want 
like in my mind, I'm like, don't sacrifice what you want just because your ego is enjoying this boost of, uh, what would it be? Not serotonin, dopamine, whatever it is, dopamine hit, well, you know, that validation, whatever, you know? So anyway, so what am I trying to say? Oh, so my point is, is that to my friend, I'm like, if you're clear on what you want, make it clear to him. If he doesn't want to meet you there or not, doesn't want to meet you. If he doesn't feel that or doesn't want that, then that that's okay. Like that's fine. And you'll move on better, better to know sooner than later. But don't sacrifice what you want at just like the hope that he like is meeting you on the bridge, you know? Um, so anyway, I guess that theme there, this has come up with, I would say, uh, three three friends of mine recently about that. Like, well, I've gone on a date, you know, with this guy a few times, like, but I matched with this other guy or this person wants to set me up with this guy. Like, should I still go with them? And I'm like, look, first of all, do you want to? If you don't, then no. If you want to, and if you haven't had a conversation or it's not clear that you're in something, you know, quote, exclusive or whatever with this other person, then yeah, you could go. And in fact, it might be a good thing, you know? Um, so that that was like one thing. But speaking of uh, the Locks Club newsletter, the second newsletter that we sent out, the advice, you know, the Gen Z millennial advice, the advice that I gave which I actually feel very, very strongly about. And it's also something that I've talked about in one of my group of friends recently is this like idea of the rules. And I know I'm going against what like a lot of podcasters whom I love say to do, but I feel the rules are archaic. Again, it could be because of my age. I don't know, but I actually read the rules. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a book um, that I, oh God, I can't think of the two women's names, but it's a book from, I, I, I don't even know when it's from the 50s, 60s, 70s. It's old, an old book um, that I read in, uh, my friend Alex is going to have to remind me because we read this at the same time. I think it, it must have been, it's, it wouldn't have been high school. No, it must have been college. It must have been like sophomore, junior year of college. So like when I was 20 years old, let's say 19, 20 years old, hold on, sip of wine. 19, 20 years old. It's called The Rules. You can look it up. And it's literally that. It is the rules from these two women about dating. Literally from a, a woman, a heterosexual woman, you know, about a man. I, th I think that's what, how it was. Again, I haven't read an updated version. This was so long ago. But the book, like the premise of it was, it's it's just in my mind, archaic. And I, I, and I will say, I am very old fashioned. I'm very old school when it comes to dating. I I think the guy should pursue. I think the guy should pay, at least on the first several dates. I think um, chivalry is very much not dead. I think the man, like, I, that's just me. Maybe it's how I was raised. Maybe, again, it's my age. Oh, my God. I'm, like, literally making me sound geriatric. Am I geriatric? Pop possibly. But whatever the reason or the case may be, I am just old-fashioned when it comes to dating. Like, that's just how I am. So it's not that it's not that I disagree with the book in that sense, because I actually am old-fashioned when it comes to all that. But what I disagree with is, like, it's very archaic where they have, like, rules in there. Set – I mean, it's called the rules. Set rules in there. 
about how long you wait until you respond to a text, although back then it wouldn't have been a text, so whatever it is, a phone call, a, a carrier pigeon, but how long you 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 uh, wait to respond to a text, how long you wait to say yes to a date, how many days should go by in between the dates, like what the guy should be doing, like all these things that in my mind in 2022 and 2022 are archaic. And so my advice in, and look, maybe some of it holds true and some of it is valid, but overall, throw the book out, girls. Like, come on. What are we talking about here? But in the Locks, the most recent Locks newsletter, that was my, it was something I think I wrote like, um, the rules are archaic. Um, uh, oh God, what what I say? Like, um, something like, I, I don't know. I said a sentence or two and then it was like, if you double text the guy, like if you text him t- t- uh, two times in a row, and if he's turned off by that and like doesn't like you, then he wasn't your guy to begin with. Like who cares? I guess the point there, and it's something that has come up with my friends recently is like, you know, a friend might say, well, should I send this? Like it shouldn't be so complicated. Like, yes, yeah, some of the games can be fun. I mean, I don't personally find the games fun at this point in life, but like, sure, it can be kind of fun. And 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 that whole beginning of a relationship or whatever is, or situationship, whatever you want to call it is, is like kind of fun and exciting and it feeds the ego and whatever. But if you texting a guy for a second time or you um, putting too many exclamation marks in your text or you um, responding fairly quickly to a text, if that is the reason that this guy doesn't like you, no offense, I love you dearly, he's not your guy and you don't want to be with that guy, you know? So I just feel like it's so important to just be yourself from the get-go and if yourself is sending three exclamation marks in a text, which hi, guilty, or sending an extra emoji or maybe double texting. If they don't appreciate, if they don't like that about you or can't appreciate it or don't find it endearing or think it's annoying or whatever, they just, they, they're just not that into you. Like that, I will say like as much talking about books, the book and then movie, he's just not that into you. There is a part of that that I do agree. I fully do agree with. And I think again, it goes back to, um, you know, not worrying as much if they're into you and worrying more about like, are you worrying more about like, if you're into them, like think about that first, like don't worry about them right now. What, how do you feel? Because oftentimes you're not actually as into them as, as you might think you are. It's more like the idea of them and whatever, but I'm not saying the rules like are the worst thing in the world. And there is some, you know, benefit to them. I just think that remember when that book was written and, you know, just take it with a grain of salt kind of thing. Um, but anyway, I thought of that because of the locks newsletter and what I'd written in there, but truly like, I mean, you double text and it, the guy's not into you. He's not into you like period end of sentence. I mean, this isn't hard to decipher. So I don't know. There's that. And I think it just, and it also, I think comes down to like, you know, I have another friend in, in uh, whatever, another city who, uh, has been seeing this guy for, Oh God, I don't know how long it's been a couple of months, a few months. I don't know. It's been less than six months. And she's getting like mixed signals from him. And I believe unless there's an extenuating circumstance or, you know, yeah, I mean, if there's an extenuating circumstance, a very unique situation, it's more, it's more likely that it's just not, it just might not be a right, a right fit, you know? And I think it can be so hard to, um, admit that who would, who would want to admit that? I would never want, you know, who would want to admit that? But I do, if you're getting mixed signals before jumping to any conclusions, I do have experience with, um, 
you know, false narratives, creating false narratives in my head. I actually have a, a good friend of mine, shout out Brie, who once told me when we were talking about this, she doesn't call them false narratives. She calls them, ah, I'm going to screw it up again. Movie, wait. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't think of the term she uses. Mental movies. I, I, I forgot when I wrote back to her, I was like, mind movies. She's like, that works too, but mental movies is what like she calls them. But they're, um, but they're basically, they're like false narratives in your head. So you're making up a story in your head that's like, there's no proof that it's true, but like you've already made up the story and then you're going down that, that path. You're spiraling. So I once had a therapist say to me, she's like, when that comes into your head, if you were in a court of law and someone asked for evidence, do you have evidence to back up what you're ruminating on in your head? Nine times out of 10, you don't. So before jumping to any conclusions and having mental movies, you know, happen in, in your mind, get clear on what you want and then freaking ask. Like, so anyway, back to my friend. So I, you know, she's like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm getting mixed signals. Da, 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 da. Fair enough. Fair enough. You are entitled to those feelings and maybe you really are getting mixed signals. Maybe he's on purpose giving you mixed signals. Maybe he's subconsciously giving you mixed signals. Maybe he doesn't mean to be giving you mixed signals, but no one's a mind reader. So in that case, I'm just like, you know, for me, I'll speak, you know, for me, I would want to get clear on what I want, know what I want, be sure of that, and then simply have a conversation about it. Because if you can't have a conversation with the person who you are seeing, that's a situation. (laughs) That's a separate conversation. So it's a matter of just having a conversation, being a little vulnerable, which is scary as fuck. Uh, Cursed. I have to make this explicit again. Um. I've really been trying to get better about that. But being vulnerable, which is scary, and uh, saying what you feel and saying like I – it's simple as saying I feel like I'm getting mixed signals from you lately. I might just be in my head and, you know – you know, I don't know. I don't know the situation exactly. Like what and what's going on? Like, let's just have a conversation about this. And that's just what needs to be done because rather than assume and create these stories in your head and then spiral and go down that path, save yourself the anxiety, the energy, the all of the mental brain space and just have a conversation about it. I'm not saying it's easy. It's way easier said than done. I mean, being vulnerable and having those conversations are never that easy, but uh, definitely necessary. So anyway, that was another theme, like or theme, whatever you want to call it, but something that's come up um, as well recently that I thought, you know, is interesting. And maybe it's just like a reminder, um, you know, for anyone listening, not even just with like romantic relationships, like with friendships. If you think something's off, if you if you're bothered by something, just like speak up and it can be so hard to, to, I mean, for, for me, and I'm like, I, I'm uh, very outgoing and I, I like to think I could talk to a wall and ba ba ba. And, you know, there are times where I'm like, I, I don't want to say I shut down, but I, uh, if it's more of, you know, maybe something not heavy, but like something that is going to require me being a little vulnerable, I'm not like dying to have that conversation as much as I love having conversations, you know? Um, but it's so important. And then, like, once you get past that conversation, it brings you and that person that much closer. It gives you clarity and, you know, it's all, it's, you know, that's a good thing. So anyway, I feel like this little solo episode ended up being, I'm not even sure what it ended up being, but hope you enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just, I do love talking about this stuff because I think it, it it's something that so many of us are going through on a day-to-day basis or we've gone through it. 
you know, meaning relationships, dating, all the thing, all of that. And it doesn't really matter your age. Like I said in my first episode or the first episode back, like I have best friends who are 26, literally 10 years younger than me. And I have best friends who are almost 10 years older than me. And then of course, many in between and even older than that. And, you know, it, it, it age doesn't really matter. These are, these are kind of, you know, these are themes and, and, uh, situations that happen across the board. And so I am by no means a licensed professional, although I do have my life coaching certification. I did get that a while ago, but I haven't actually utilized it, but I'm by no means a professional. Um, and that's not like my goal here at all. And I'm the last person who would want to preach anything or anything like that. But I, I just think these are very interesting conversations and topics to, to discuss. And so I really love having these conversations with with other people. So like, I am very excited to, you know, bring these guests on who are coming on and have these conversations with them. Uh, but for today, I just thought that, you know, those were a couple of things that have become kind of patterns in, in, uh, people's lives who are in my life. So I thought that could be kind of, I don't know, thought that might be interesting and maybe it'll resonate with a couple of you. So I'm going to wrap cause it's 28 minutes. I think we're around 27 or 28 minutes. Um, and I'm going to make my pasta cause it's pasta night. On Fridays, I like to have pasta. So I'm staying in, although I might go out for a drink later, TBD. But for now, I'm going to make some pasta. I have my wine. And that's that. I would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts on the topics that I brought up. And um, I just appreciate you so much for listening and riding the hashtag no filter wave with me, taking the hiatus with me, coming back, all of it. As always, you can find me on all social media at by Julie Lauren. Um, of course, if you think you you or someone you know or a brand or company you know might be might benefit from the services that I offer and my skill set, head to julielauren.com. The services page is updated. You can always email me as well or find me on Instagram anywhere. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate you so much for listening. So thank you, thank you, thank you as always for being the best. And I will be back very soon. Bye bye. It's time to stop making excuses. The peace of mind you get after a colonoscopy is worth it. It's the best way to prevent and detect one of the deadliest cancers. In fact, your doctor can remove precancerous polyps during the procedure if necessary. That's right, before it even turns to cancer. No buts about it. Get a colonoscopy at 45 and follow up every 10 years or as recommended by your doctor. Find a location or schedule now at avera.org colon.